because a lot of entrepreneurs got to where they are because they are hard workers and because they kept that carrot dangling in front. But now they're at the place where they're successful, um, but they're not sustainable at that level. And they could be at risk of burnout because what's happening is, is they don't know how to slow down now. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Better Wealth Live. Uh, it's June 12th. It's been a pretty crazy, crazy time and lots lots going on. I, we got a ton of great feedback from our last week episode with Jeremiah Dew. So if you have not checked that out and you have questions just about what what's going on, the messaging, how how we can really raise all the, all tides, with our wealth message, make sure to go check out that. I'm very, very excited because in today's uh, live, we're gonna be interviewing Leah. Um, but before we jump into that interview, there's just a couple things that have been on my mind. And it's it's interesting. The people that are anti-stock market, every time the stock market goes down, they will talk about why it's the worst place to put your money. And see, this is why they'll put screenshots and like, this is why you should avoid the market. Usually it's people that are pro-life insurance, pro-annuities, and they, it's like all they can see is the market's bad and every time it goes down, that's their message. And then when the market goes back up, everyone that's in the financial independence movement and all the people that are like, the market, the index funds is the solution, will just say, see, I told you so, see, I told you so, see, I told you so. And I just thought, before we get into this interview, I, I live with this mindset that I apparently very few people have. And I just, I would love to share this with you. ROR, return on result. If the market is something that you believe is the greatest asset and you believe is the solution, i.e. like if you really believe that the stock market's going to be the best place to invest your money, it's going to be the best asset to retire, or it's going to be the best asset to transition to a vehicle that can you can retire, then don't freak out when the market drops or goes up or goes down. Because you are literally saying, I am going to put my money into a vehicle that I don't care what happens till I hit retirement. And there's a lot of good points to be made that the market over a period of time will grow. The reason I'm not a huge fan of the market is not because of the volatility that it goes up and down. I'm not a huge fan of the market because I just don't believe that the stock market is the best place to put your money, period. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone that has a specialized knowledge, I just I think there's a lot that could be said for um, reasons be between the opportunity cost of locking up your money or investing in an index. But with that said, um, for those of you that are like pro market, you really it all goes back down to the activity. It has nothing to do with the short term news because guess what? The market's going to go back up like it is today or and it's going to go back down. And over time, I really do believe that there's going to be growth. My question is, can how does that actually show up in your life? And I just see like the value of a 401k IRA and in, in market-based investments, not actually giving people the result today or in the future. And we could look at distribution strategies. We could just look at the hostage cost or opportunity cost of having your money locked up in a place that you can access. So it, it has less to do with like, that you just have to look at the biases on one side, their biases to sell you something. And so if the market's not in that best interest, every time the market goes down, they're going to say something. On the flip side, there's a lot of people that just in their head believe that a diversified approach in an index is the best way to go. And I and I'm I would like to think I could take a step back and see the pros and cons to both. And uh, I personally wouldn't know what I want out of life. And it doesn't matter if the 401k or an IRA or an index grows 12% every year. I understand how that works on the backside. And I don't want to put my money in a place that I can't access. But if, if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're not like it, you just have to understand where you're at. And so really get clear on what's important to you and then make a decision and then don't second guess that decision. Maybe review um, once a year, twice a year based off of what's really important to you. And then ask the question is what I'm doing with my money is what I'm doing with my assets is what am I doing with my behaviors best backing that up. So that was my uh, live rant for the day. It's a good one. I've been thinking a lot about ROR lately and it's and it's a it's an interesting concept to make sure. It, it, yeah, it's just it, it's it's crazy to me that the how short-minded 
our our country can be, our world can be, and uh, how biased people can be just in, in just in our world. And I think it's also just the discipline of actually taking the time to look instead of snatch at the next best thing or the next best thing to really look and evaluate your situation. Most people want to be out of their situation, so the decisions mm-hmm. they make, like, like you were saying, are going to survive or die on that decision instead of really evaluating is this the best place not is this the quickest or and that's something i'm trying to wrap my head around and i just see news different i see advertisements different so that is a that is an interesting concept so before we jump into this exciting interview which by the way this idea of pivot to profit which lee is going to break down for us and i'm pumped for that um it's never this never been more relevant than today. I mean, like there's been times where we need to pivot in multiple areas, but what we just went through and what we're living through, there's a need to pivot, but there's going to be a need to pivot five years from now, whether it's personally or whether we have another pandemic or whether we have another crisis on our hands. So I'm very, very excited about having a conversation around pivoting because I believe, again, if you step back, we have to be able to have a framework to be able to look at what's going on and ask the question, what should I be doing with my time, abilities, expertise, money? to show up powerfully. But before we jump in, um, I have to get the, the family update. Uh, yet last week, we did not have Mariah on because of the subject. I really wanted to respect um, the conversation that we had. But, but so maybe you owe us two stories, but we at least get one. What is the the family update uh, principle, whatever we're going to call it? I, by the way, if you like this idea of like talking about family or kids, give us an idea on how to name it because... I feel like there could be a clever name around this. There could be. Yeah, please, please call in and, and let us know. Um, So I'll do two quick stories. Um, One of them is actually based on the podcast. There's, um, I've been really having a lot of breakthrough with my uh, 11-year-old who's soon to be 12. And a lot of the concepts that you're talking about, I really, like I said, I constantly say I'm in the golden seat to learn. And in that, I feel once I get that information, I need to somehow figure out how to pass it on to my kids. And so mm-hmm. my 11-year-old has quick questions. It was very much a, um, hey, I want to do this and I want to do this. And can I buy this? And can I buy this? And so it was a really great opportunity where I was like, hey, let's talk about opportunity costs. <laughs> and I found myself like using Caleb's words. And I thought that was great. Um, you know, and so that's with my oldest. And that's neat. But my two youngest, I I can't talk about opportunity costs because I'm, I'm secretly blessed that we have a big enough backyard that during this COVID time, um, it conceals my children who during the summer like to just take their clothes off and (laughs) just dancing and swim. And so we've got a pool outside, but it's interesting. We'll know what time of the day it is by when the diaper comes off. So yeah, (laughs) that's that's my, those are my two year olds. So I'm talking about diapers and and and, and my mind immediately goes, what's the opportunity cost of having kids? Listen, listen, I'm, I know getting married and having children's not necessarily the greatest financial decision, but why have money, you know? So there's there's more to life. It's all about intentional living. I if you're into children's books, by the way, hit me up because I desperately want to do a a a, a simple book, and it's funny because it could be a children's book that we send to America. Quite frankly, um, I was explaining opportunity cost because I've said this time and time again. I believe it's one of the greatest aspects to understand about lifetime money, and the people that I highly respect have a deep understanding around opportunity costs, the value of their money, the value of their time, the value of their expertise, not just today, but in the future. And they know that every decision they make, period, has a short-term and long-term consequence. And so yeah, uh, it's good stuff. I, it's more to come. Um, okay. So let's bring on Leah. And uh, Leah Marie, I got connected with through a mutual friend of mine. And I just got experience. I just had a lot of, we were going through this crazy time um, and I got connected with her. She has an incredible story, which I'm excited to break down. Um, but then she also has this movement that she's creating around pivot to profit. And if that name, that name has been so relevant and so powerful because in all of our lives, we've ha- had to find some ways to pivot and, and believe it or not, there is an art to science of this. There's way, there's better ways to do it. Our idea of better wealth, um, is a great name right now because, um, we can look at what most people are doing and say there's got to be a better way. And so, Leah, uh, let's let's bring her on. Uh, welcome to Better Wealth Live. So fun. Um, so I I would just love before we jump in for you to give a little bit of context on who you are 
and um, like your background. And then, then I want to dive into why pivot to profit and why this, this whole thing, kind of the idea, how it became a reality for you and what you've learned and what you're excited about, what the future looks like. But I first like going back because I feel like we can understand a lot about somebody and their movement by understanding their story. Okay, cool. So um, essentially, I started out um, in business um, in a sales world <laughs> and did a lot inside of sales. And I transitioned into a, um, a coaching world because I recognized inside of the sales world that um, I actually ended up having to pivot because I was working with teams of people and um, they weren't having the sales results that I was having and I couldn't figure out what what the issue was at first. And then I stopped to say, OK, it's not the company. It's not the product. Um, it's we, we, we have equal opportunity and all of those things. The, the variable was themselves. It was the thought processes that I had versus the thought process that they had. Um, and so I wanted to be able to do a better job of leading them. And so I shifted and made that pivot into educating myself more so inside of um, the, I guess, mental side of how to run a business. And so I became dual certified as a cognitive behavioral therapist and a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. And uh, so essentially, I work with A through C level entrepreneurs um, to help them have sustainable success at this point in their life. And so, um, and the, the reason for that is to just really help them keep serving powerfully in fulfilling their missions and uh, to not sacrifice um, them, their own lives and collateral damage for that. So that's kind of a lot of the area that I work inside of. And as, as we came into this space of, you know, a pandemic and people having to pivot, um, that was when we came to the spot where I said, okay, again, you know, it's that idea. We need to change our mindset. We need to flip this because we had people going in two different ways. We had people that were saying, this is amazing. I have such an amazing opportunity right now because I own zoom, <laughs> right. Or, or, or I do homeschooling stuff or I do their businesses were around that. And then we had other people that literally were losing jobs and were freaking out saying I'm losing everything. I don't know what to do. How do I even like transfer my skill set, whatever it might be? And so uh, essentially the way that Pivot to Profit came about was me flipping that mindset again and saying, how do we pivot inside of this space so that we can continue to profit? And I don't mind, I don't mean like only financially, but because we can profit in a lot of different ways, right? Um, and, and so, but essentially this, this uh, masterclass uh, was brought together as a summit, but a unique type of summit. And so, um, pivot to yeah. profit masterclass. Sorry. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to first just highlight what does okay. pivot mean, and then what does profit mean? Because I think it's really interesting. Okay. A lot of people have perceptions. Yes. Of of just different words. And going back to your, you said that you are a cognitive coach. Yes. So it's CBT. So cognitive behavioral therapy. And then um, neuro-linguistic programming. So both of those basically are just in the behavioral sciences. It's why okay. the heck people do what the heck they do. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, could you please dumb that down for me? Because I'm like, so, <laughs> and what's a typical like session look like? Because I, I mean, we could talk all about mindset. And so what I hear you saying is you're in the business of helping coach people around their mindset. Is that around how they're motivated? Yeah. So essentially... I like to think of myself as like the female Ethan Hunt for Mission Impossible, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, the reason for that is, is essentially what I do is I call I, um, I call it thought and memory hacking. So essentially, if you think about the brain as a computer um, and you've got the hard drive and then you've got the software programs and then you've got the firewall. So the hard drive is essentially where we store all of our beliefs, all of our um nurturing from our childhood so our environment um and all of our um experiences and memories are there that kind of run everything and then the software programs are you know our thoughts our feelings our behaviors our actions our results all of that stuff's coming from the hard drive um and when you think about that the hard drive is like your um your subconscious right and it's the one that's running um the 
programs, which is your conscious mind. So I like to say that our um, conscious mind sets the goals, right? It's the goal setter, but our subconscious is the goal getter. And so a lot of times we are constantly fighting. These two pieces are fighting back and forth. And I know everyone listening to this has had this experience where it's almost like the little angels and the devil on the shoulder and you're having this argument with yourself about what's what and everything like that. So that's kind of the subconscious, the conscious. And then the firewall is a part of your subconscious that is that one that makes you um, stop anytime you go to progress in an area, right? Um, and that's essentially being run by um, kind of like a two-year-old or a teenager or a, depending on the scenario. <laughs> mm. But what I do is I work with the client and allow for um, us to be able to bypass the security system and kind of actually install an upgrade so that the systems run smoother and faster. So essentially that's that's the best way to, to kind of describe what I do. And so when I think of pivoting, right, yeah. it's it's making that shift, right? It's it's being able to change the lenses out. When you see the world differently, that like, you know, it's that idea, like when you um, change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, right? That's yeah, one of my- favorites. I love that. If we were to do a live session together, where mm -hmm. would you, what questions do you ask or where do you begin with somebody? Because by the way, you're like the demand or the, the, the demand that you should have should be insane. Now, the amount of people that are actually looking for people to help them might be a lot lower, but is it not true that like we need, we need people to like take a step back and look at how we're making decisions, that firewall. And so like, how would you approach someone like me who's running a million miles an hour, who's building a team, who wants to be effective human being, an effective communicator, a great leader? Where where do you even begin? Because I, I want to go here because I, I feel like there's so much value that could be added. And then I want to talk about from that mindset and what's going on currently, where this got birthed. Because I, I again, I feel like there's going to be a lot of clarity that comes from um, just hearing hearing you go yeah. about helping someone like me. For sure. Absolutely. So um, people come to me, I, I actually like the entrepreneurs that generally that I work with, they will come to me for a variety of reasons. One of the biggest reasons, or I'll give you two different reasons, I guess, right now that I'm coming, a lot of them are coming to me with. One is around efficiency, um, focus and productivity. Those are the three that they are really looking for. Um, and it, some of it is around um, inside of their own office space with their staff. Some of it is around They've got so much coming in that, and they're jumping from one project to another. Some of it is they can't turn their brain off and leave work at work and have their um, have their family time, their family time. And that's why originally I said without sacrificing their lives to collateral damage, because a lot of entrepreneurs got to where they are because they are hard workers and because they kept that carrot dangling in front. But now they're at the place where they're successful. Um, but they're not sustainable at that level. And they could be at risk of burnout because what's happening is, is they don't know how to slow down now, yeah. right? They don't know how to actually enjoy what they've built. And it's kind of that image of if you consider sitting on the hot, the deck and it's a hot sunny day and you've got a pop bottle there and you know, it's half full, the kids have drank it, it's probably gone warm, all that scenario. Um, and a wasp flies in right and and the wasps don't usually like fly straight in like this they climb in right yeah. so they climb in and we do this all the time we climb in, we go oh this looks exciting oh what's over here right we don't come in a million miles an hour but we come in with curiosity and that's what the wasp is it comes in with curiosity and then it gets in there and it starts freaking out going like wait 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 there's too much you know and it starts hitting its head against the wall trying to get out and we do this and we think that more frantic behavior of the same thing is going to get us to our results faster. And it doesn't. All it does is burn us out, right? And disorient us and all of these other things. And so what happens is, is what I help people do is I help them to stop and slow down mm. um, so that then they can actually see what is the productive thing to do. What is the best choice. So if this wasp was to stop smashing its head against the wall to try and get through the bottle, but would stop, it would go, oh, hey, there's light up there. And then it would be able to crawl out and be safe and go on with its life. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we can slow down, we have that opportunity. So 
another example that might fit this as well is, is um, if you are familiar with martial arts, when you're learning new moves, they always do them very, very slowly, mm -hmm. right? Because it's very much about the precision of what is happening in the martial art. You have to do it properly or you will be damaged, you will be in injured as well, right? Um, and so there's a saying, it says, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So if you slow down and do it properly, right? Then it's smooth and smooth is the fastest route. Hmm. Hmm. I, I really, I really appreciate you mentioning all this stuff because I can personally relate to when there's times of when I'm just going a million miles an hour, it, it can be really difficult and frustrating. And I, then I look back like later when I, you know, and say, oh, wow, I wasted a ton of time, energy, and just going back to how we open this opportunity cost. The opportunity cost of that is is pretty crazy. Um, my question to you before we before we pivot this conversation mm -hmm. is what what is a good question to ask yourself to help get clarity on what's important to you and what results do you actually want? I just read in uh, Stephen King's in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People this I, concept of being in the wrong forest. Mm -hmm. And and Leah, I think there's so many people that are personally working super hard and they're going to at the end of their life or maybe when it's quote unquote too late which by the way is a whole nother segment that we could talk about i don't believe in too late mindset but they would look back and say i worked so hard but i did not ask myself the most important question how do you get how do you get clear on what's important to you i talk about results and the importance of results how do you help people identify that so it's a very individual thing. Um, I do run programs, but the majority of the work that I do is actually customized to the individual. Um, and so it's really dependent upon what that specific, um, a lot of what I do is actually, I listen to the words they use. So whatever, when they're, when they're, when I ask a certain question, um, I listen to the words that they use to describe the problem. And, and here's an example. I had a woman the other day, I was um, in a Facebook group. I actually just had this on my podcast when I was recording, but um, I had a woman the other day that there was a conversation between two separate women. This one woman posted and said, hey, um, how many times a day do you feel like you're falling behind, right? And and her, and um, there was one of the other people in the group responded, um, you know, this happens every once in a while. It's usually when I take my most productive time, which for her was when her kids were napping, and I decide to watch TV or take a nap or chat with my friends on the phone or this or that. And then she says, and then the anxiety sets in and I realize I'm behind schedule and I start stressing. And then I bring myself down by saying, it's okay to have these luxuries. This is why I work so hard all week long. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, the response that the other, I was just kind of watching this. And I said what, to myself, I said, oh, well, there's the lie. And I'm curious, Caleb, can you figure out when I just said that, where was, where's, do you see where the lie is inside of that? I, I mean, like behind on what? That's where my mind went, but it could be, I, I'm not sure. Right. Okay. So here's, here's what happened is, and that was the original person that asked the question. She says, well, can't you work when your son is awake type thing? And that was the direction she went. Right. And I stopped and I said, um, excuse me, when, 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 what would happen if you actually stopped and you realized that sleeping, connecting with other human beings, um, is actually not a luxury. It's a necessity. Yeah. So the lie that she was telling was as she was create, she was telling herself, it's not a lie we tell other people, it's a lie we tell ourselves, right? So she was creating a lie there that her necessity for a recharge time was an actual yeah. luxury, right? And so yeah. that's why she had the guilt. That's why she had all the stuff. Yeah. And I said, if you accept the fact, and, and usually a lie, it, the reason it sneaks past the subconscious is because it's surrounded by truths. So yeah. truth number one, Hey, you are going to be adjusting your schedule because you're using your time differently, right? So yeah, yeah some work's going to pile up. Truth number two, um, you know, so I, there, there's, um, I can't remember all of them right this second, but I, um, there was other parts to it. Let me just think here. Um, truth number two was, is that, um, oh goodness, 
Now I'm on the spot. I can't think of it, but I, I know I tell you, it's, it's called the live syndrome. Right. So, so <laughs> but essentially you'll be able to, it, a lie is always surrounded by true facts, right? Yeah, and that's totally. why it's a sneak pass. Oh, and we, we say same thing. You can use numbers and math to back up anything you want, by the way. <laughs> so it, it's the same thing. It, and, and it goes yeah. back to the reason I said you're behind is I would just take a step back and same thing. It's actually, I actually had the same mindset, just different way. It's like, what are you saying? This is putting you behind. This could exactly. be what you need to show, show up powerfully exactly. in the future. So yeah. for her, I said, your solution isn't to never talk to your friends and not take a nap and not talk on the phone or watch a Netflix or whatever. I said, your solution is to actually recognize that that's needed time so that you can have sustainability in running your business and just put some time aside for it. That way you can actually enjoy it without having guilt. And when you're working, you can be more productive because you know that that time is already put in the calendar, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and now you know that you can calm down because it's a structured amount of time. Right. So it was all of this stuff. And she was thinking that it was a completely different problem. Right. Yeah. So that's just kind of a little bit of an example. Right. Again, of how um, of how our our mindset can get us all twisted up. Does that answer your original question? Because now I'm not. Yeah. Sure. I mean, so in summary, let's say somebody's listening to this and says and asks you, Leah, I don't know exactly what I want. And Caleb keeps on telling me that I need to know what I want before we move forward. Mm -hmm. How do I figure out what I actually want out of life? Oh, I see. Okay. So there is this thing that I call living the nightmare to create the dream. Mm. Right. And that is that whole idea of never, it, it, it's not knowing what's most important. It's not knowing what's right. And so what you, I, I've actually created an entire program around figuring that out. <laughs> um, which would take a lot to explain, Blaine, but essentially look at each era of your life and say, you know, what, what's the most important thing here, right? Or, or say, hey, what do I want out of this? Oh, you know, I want to be able to have six figures and this happening and this happening. And I would say, okay, well, why do you want that? Oh, I want that because, um, if I have that, that means that I can put my kids in a special, you know, charter school and, um, you know, my this person will get this thing. And I say, OK, well, but what's most important about that? And they say, well, that means that I'm fulfilling my role as, you know, provider for my family. And I'm like, oh, OK. So what they really want is significance. Yeah. Yeah. And what it's it's really funny. It's funny that you use that example because that's totally me. You look at my behaviors. If you and it's an, another way to do this is ask why seven times. I don't know why it's so magical seven, but it, you just happen to usually get down to the root. And it could start with like, I want to be successful. Why? Da, 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 da. And you you figure out, oh, I don't want to be a failure, or oh, I want to be a good husband, or oh, I don't want to like. And it's like, okay, the powerful thing about knowing that is then it's like, okay, the same thing that you're chasing could actually be the worst thing that you could do for getting the result that you want because we as a society don't actually clearly define that. We we uh, end up having miserable lives sometimes chasing something that is not even going to give us the result that we want. And by the way, oh, that's a good example to go back to how we open this because if people got clear, Leah, on what they want, I feel like people would have way different behaviors. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the things too. It's kind of like, how do you know that an apple tree is an apple tree? Well, you know, because it has apples on it. Right. So it's kind of that whole like biblical word is wording as well is by your fruits, you shall know them. Right. So if you yep. want to know what's most important to a person, look at how they respond. Right. Yep. Somebody I says, I want to lose weight. Do they show up at the gym every day? Yep. Are they eating healthy? Are they doing this? No, then they don't actually want to lose weight. They just want to feel better. Yeah. About, about how they look or about it, it's something totally different, right? Yeah. So look at what their behaviors are and that will tell you what's the actual thing that's the most important thing to them. And if you're curious about when do I stop with the whys, like you can do seven, but if you, as soon as you hit something emotional, then you know that you've hit the spot. If you mm -hmm. feel that like lump in your throat or like something like that, where it's like, you know, if this was the only thing that I could get out of life type of a thing, Right. When you hit emotion, that's generally where, you know, you've hit the, the core of it.
Yeah. Leah, ta- speaking about emotion too, you know, um, one of the things I was listening, Caleb, to um, one of the podcasts in preparation yet to be released here soon with um, Terry. And one of the things you were, you were talking about, you know, ask those questions till you hit an emotion. How much does shame or, you know, we, we look at it, the lady that you gave in your example, you know, sometimes we feel shame. I know as a mom, if I don't get what I have done, I'm, I more so shame myself for not having been more productive, mm. for taking time for myself. And so what does shame do in somebody's ability to pivot to profit? Where does shame or how does that person get above the shame that might kind of create a fear of being able to truly identify what they want because they feel it's selfish. They've been shamed in the past. And, and so this idea of pivot to profit is, um, it is very emotional. They almost, you know, it's just hard because of this fear from shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, when you're looking around that, I would say that we play a game. Usually it's a shame and a blame game. So what will happen is we'll shift back and forth between shame and blame, right? Now, if we're shaming, that means we're taking all the responsibility and we actually turn like a molehill into a mountain, right? And we're like, oh, this is my fault and this is my fault. We turn it into this massive thing and we take all of the blame, right? Um, Or we're taking all the shame and we're shaming ourselves. Um, And then we get to a part where we're like, that doesn't feel good. It's not all my fault. It's this person's fault and this person's fault and this person's fault. And we start playing the blame game, right? And then we can only go so far with that. And then we're like, okay, well, I should probably take some responsibility. And so then we go back to shaming ourselves, right? So we kind of get stuck in this shame or blame, shame or blame thing. And the way to be able to get out of that right? Is like you said, it's to be able to separate yourself emotionally to take that like, you know, 30 foot view. It's that idea of I don't work in my business. I work on my business, right? Um, It's that whole I think. And it's the same thing inside your life. It's being able to have that awareness, being able to separate yourself emotionally is the first key. And that's how you bring awareness. You have to separate yourself emotionally because when your emotions are high, your intelligence is low, right? Yeah. You're off, you're going off of instinct and, and reaction and, and things like that. And so um, when you're talking about shame around making money, is that what you're specifically asking? Yeah, I, I, th- I just think there's a lot of emotional shame yeah. period. Yeah, and, there's just a lot of yeah. emotional shame. And I know that with this pivot to profit thing, I think there is... I think shame, some people may not identify it as shame. It's just a fear. And so, you know, what you're doing is great. Somebody might, you know, look at it and be like, oh, but um, I think it's a neat thing. It's that what you were talking about, Leah, is just that hope of wanting something and how you show up. So I know that yeah. in moving towards the pivot to profit, it's really this, these tools of being able to properly show up despite the fear. And I love that you said, you know, remove the emotion to see what you are capable of doing and the tools that you have in order to really, to boost, to pivot your understanding. Yeah. And yeah and of- that, or, is there something that you want to finish on? Oh, I was just going to say when it comes to your emotions, um, it, it all ties down to your beliefs, right? Cause that's where I was talking about when you look at the hard drive, it comes down to your beliefs. And so you need to start asking yourself, what do I believe is true about this? That's what you, you know, like that's where it'll help when you're starting to think about the shame. It's like, well, why do I feel shame around this? Right. And yeah. you could say, well, I feel shame because you know, um, my dad always spoke about this type of a thing, like, oh, those people are filthy rich, or those people are, you know, they got ahead because they stepped on the little guy or, you know, something like that. Or um, like, just just different things, especially around money mindset, there's some different things. Um, But particularly, you know, that idea of like, I I was coaching a, a CEO the other day, and um, he was actually spending a full six to eight hours a week in serving other people because he believed so deeply about giving back. And, but the problem was, is it was stopping him from reaching his next level goals. Right. Um, which was to hit like 40 million. Right. Cause they were, and, and I said, okay, well, um, tell me a little bit about your life. Tell me about some other things. And in our conversation, it came out that he believed in tithing. Right. And and that was part of something he he did with his finances. Easy tithed. And I said, OK, so explain something to me. I said, you're willing to give 10 percent and tithe. Um, and that sounds good. That fits. I said, um, and you're serving people, but you're giving them one fifth of your entire work week. Yeah. And he was like, 
well, yeah, but I have to serve because, and it, again, it came back to religious things. And I said, that's amazing. But I said, if God's only asking for 10%, I said, would it be okay to serve 10% of your time instead of one fifth? And he was like, oh, yes. Right. And so he just had to be able to, he had to be able to allow it to live in a different um, yeah. meaning. Right. Yeah. He had the wrong meaning attachment. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And, and by the way, I could go, I mean, you just opened up a whole can of worms, by the way. I, it, it also, one of, one of the best advice I was given by uh, John Noel, who's been on the podcast, he's done some incredible things. One of the most successful business people I've ever been able to learn from. He always encouraged me to be generous, but he said, never do something that's going to hinder you to give more in the future. And that, that was the category I'd put that in. It's like, Absolutely. listen, if, but it goes back to clarity because maybe going to the next, maybe 40 million is not the right for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's just getting back to, if you have clarity, then you have the blueprint to literally make decisions on everything. Cause you have a different paradigm. Well, so with that said, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> I, we got to get to pivot to profit. Yes, I mean, we this, do. Is, we this, do. Is, okay. this has been so, this has been so much fun because I, I really, I love opening up instead of just talking about the, what getting characterizing the why we're doing this because mm -hmm. whether you're an entrepreneur whether you're an investor whether you're someone that wants more there's this need to be able to have this mindset of pivoting towards profit which may or may not be money mm -hmm. maybe more time it may be the life that you want and so when i was introduced to leah when i heard her mission behind what she's going to explain to you guys i just said i'm in whatever i can do to serve i'm in and so in full disclosure i am a part of what leah's doing as a as a coach as a uh, instructor and um i am gonna sit back and let you share the reason why you started this and what you're hoping to accomplish and i wanted to have you on um here just to help promote your message and uh just share what you guys have thank you caleb um yeah so essentially what we have created what we have done is i took this idea of being able to make a mindset shift um, just like when you um, decide to either brush your teeth in the morning or make a peanut butter sandwich in the afternoon, it always starts, you're, you're doing a thought process happens first, a, a decision is made, a thought process happens, and then you act. And we want to do the same thing in our businesses. We want to do the same thing in other areas of our lives. And so when I created the Pivot to Profit Masterclass, it was not the traditional summit. The traditional summit that a lot of people generally have is something where you need to, you know, set aside a couple of hours or maybe even up to three days or whichever it may be with, you know, hunkering down with notepads and your food and everything because you're there for hours taking notes. And and that's generally where it's set up. And um, I wanted to be able to create something that fit the needs of the people. And so what I did is we actually gathered together nine different influencers and we created presentations around pivoting to profit in each of these nine different influencer circles. So we have got several different types of industries inside of this area. We've got everything from podcasters to funnel builders to coaches and network marketers and finance and all of these different things. And we created really a toolbox so that no matter what industry you're in, whether you are a entrepreneur or whether you are a business professional, um, or, you know, you're just trying to make that that change, right? This is majority for the entrepreneur is, is that in whatever industry you're in, there's something here that can help you pivot to profit. And now some of these things you're going to say, hey, I can draw on this tool uh, at this time. And right now I need this tool. But the cool thing is because we turned it into a masterclass, we took those presentations, we pre-recorded them and put them inside of a masterclass. It is available for you to draw on that toolbox at any time that you need it. So maybe, you know, three months from now, six months from now, you say, oh, I need this part and you can go back in and you can access it in that sense. Um, the other cool thing is, is that you have the opportunity to just have it on your own time frame from your own home, right? And so we really created that as well. And that's kind of the framework of that, the, the, that it's uh, built up inside of. Um, and then what we've also done is um, we have brought together these influencers um, to not only create the masterclass, but we wanted to make sure that people had um, all the resources that they needed as well in pivoting to profit. And so each of the influencers has also given bonuses 
And some have even give multiple bonuses. And so we've got our masterclass has nine different presentations in it that people can go through. They can look at, we'll draw, Caleb's going to drop a link there for you guys. You can take a look at it, but you can see what's in the masterclass, who each of the influencers are, a little heading or a, def, a description of what's inside their masterclass. And then we've also got an entire bonus section of 11 different bonuses that literally some of those are full on courses that people have given or books or lots of content there. Um, inside of that. And it's really the opportunity for you to be able to pivot in different ways. And we've got the mindset side of it with several different types of coaches. And we've got the business side of it in a variety of different businesses. And so right. that's what we've kind of brought together inside of Pivot to Profit. And yeah. That- yeah. And I, I was excited to be part of what you guys are doing because I gave a presentation around what we do at Better Wealth, but around this idea of pivoting. Um, and then we also, because I love what you're doing so much, we are giving a free book to anyone that's going to be a part of this and a free Better Wealth Assessment, which, um, I mean, I'm biased, Leah. I think it's incredibly valuable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's so, I think it's great. I think we live in a, in, a, in a day and age that knowledge is powerful. And then we may, some of us, I don't know where you stand on this, but are looking back on the typical education that we've all been taught that we need to do. You actually look at the time and money that it costs. Like there's an argument to be made with, why don't we just do it this way? Why don't you go get the experts, have everyone come together, create that community, create those resources, create those, by the way, resources. Um, that's the, that's, that's when someone knows you're Canadian, by the way. So you've been, you've been spotted. Um, but this works for regardless if you're in the UK, US, Canada, um, I'm the only Canadian, I think in the entire group, actually, I I think I'm the only Canadian. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I just will make it a point to point it out anytime. No, I, uh, so anyways, I just love, I love that mindset and I don't know, have you, what has been the biggest thing that you've like the biggest takeaway that you've learned? while putting all this together. I mean, we, we didn't know each other until you, we got connected, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a dust statement, but like last two months. Right. And so like, what have you learned in meeting with some of the, these people? And like, what was like the biggest aha that you've had in, in reviewing the content? Yeah. So, so far, you know, I, I've been really, really impressed with the quality of the content that has come in. Um, you know, our goal was to over deliver and we have absolutely done that. Um, and one of my favorite things has been meeting the different influencers and seeing the different powerful messages that they have and yet how transferable the information is. And so I think that's probably the piece that is, was most surprising to me is how transferable everybody's content was. Um, and and what a powerful uh, toolbox this will be for the individuals inside of each of these communities. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm grateful that you allowed us to be a part of this. And and if you want to learn more information, we're going to make sure to put a link uh, in the descriptions uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, and then you could obviously, if you're watching this live, go to pivottoprofit.ca and and sign up and learn more. And and I'm telling you, like, this is the future. I I'm so impressed by how you pivoted, by the way, like you're doing your thing and you're seeing this uh, pandemic that, that has happened and that everyone is still living through. And you're saying there's gotta be a better way. And yet I love how it's not just a Corona deal. It's like, it, it has more, it has greater, um, impact than just looking at the past but saying, no, there's in our world, we will constantly need to find areas to pivot and, and, and just go, go for that. So, um, thank you. And I don't know if you have any, any thoughts. I don't think I've got any questions. Okay. <laughs> it's good. It's been, it's been really neat working with Leah. And so Leah, I thank you for working with you too. I know that like, I think it was just the amount of work you have to put on knowing that this was, this was a big undertaking for you. So um, thank you for working diligently to even support and lift up the influencers because yeah. you were really doing a lot of the behind the scenes. Thanks. <laughs> it was fun. It, it was, it was really enjoyable to connect with each of these influencers to be able to um, really see what they have of value and to be able to take that out. Right. I, I think that no matter what, what we do, if it has a ripple effect, if it has a longevity, if it has an ability to continue on, if you look at the most impactful things throughout history, those are the things that um, they don't get old, right? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, those those are the things that that kind of are those those core truths, I guess, right? They they don't their life they they don't have a lifespan. They they just last. They have that lasting effect. And um, so you know, I think that that's what one of the goals was here is to make sure that it wasn't just tied up in in just being a victim of something, but it was all about how do we come together, use the the resources, <laughs> but use them, use the different pieces that we all have, right? The different strengths that we all have, bring those yeah. together and then put them in a place so that it's not overwhelming for people and put them in a place that it's much more affordable for people because um, they don't need all of these programs separately from all these individuals, but we can bring it together and they can get, get um, just what they need at an, an, a, very affordable pricing for them to be able to have that. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, a question that I always end with is something that I call the legacy question. And I think this is gonna be very interesting coming from someone like you, because you've, you've definitely been, you, you're, you think through things that you do. It's very clear and evident. Um, but Leah, if this was your last day on earth and you were with the people that you love the most, what conversation would you be having with your family, your close friends? What would you want them to know about your life? And what would you, what what is one concept that you would want them to take away knowing that this is your last conversation? Oh goodness, that one. You should have given this to me at the beginning so I could have thought on it, Caleb. Okay. Let's see. Uh last conversation. You know, honestly, I think it would be about integrity. I think it would be about integrity. Um I believe that it would absolutely be built around who are you? Who um, who do you want to be known for? What, it, you know, it's, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. Like that, yeah. I just, I feel like be true to who you are. Don't be somebody else. You're the only yeah. person in the entire universe that's you. Yeah, uh, and that's what makes you more powerful. Be you, and and do it unapologetically. You know. Yep. It, it uh, goes back to even that example that you said. It's like I feel like so many people live their life based on what other people, uh, like other people's thoughts or expectations that they should. How many of our dreams? How many of our dreams are somebody else's dreams? They're yeah. not even ours. And and so if you have integrity on what's really important, that means that you're going to spend your time. That you're going to spend your the way that you think. That you're going to spend your money on things that actually matter to to you. Mm -hmm. And um, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, uh, Leah, how can people reach out to you? Find you? Obviously, um, going to pivot to profit is yeah. is the is the call to action. By the way, if if you have not, you don't if you don't know the call to action, that's the call to action. But uh, what, how can people connect with you? Because you're just an incredible human being, and Thank I'm grateful you. that you're a part of my life. Um, I recently, so I originally built my business offline. So I'm just shifting, pivoting okay. into pivoting. an online space over the last couple months here. So I just started my own podcast called Flip the Switch. Okay. Um, and then I also have a Facebook group that I just opened that is also called Flip the Switch. So um, Flip the Switch with Leah Marie, you can find that on in my in Facebook or on there. Um, my website is called Master of Me. So .ca. Awesome. Well, Leah, thank you so much. Um, before we end this this live stream, I want to thank all of you guys for just just like staying in tune with what we're doing. We're seeing record numbers uh, to our podcast uh, for two reasons. I think we're being consistent, but we're also like we are listening. We're getting emails. I'm going to be creating content in YouTube on podcasts. We're going to address these live. And one of the things that we've been asked a lot, and we're going to start doing, and it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. Um, and it's going to be a little bit risky, uh, is we're going to start doing live Q&A. And so if you're someone, number one, who's been a client of ours, who's been, does, buys into the philosophy that we teach, would love to have you on a live Q&A talking about your experiences, pros and cons. Like, I hope you know by now, we are who we say we are. Like, we, I, I genuinely want to like, like come before you guys open up the curtain and say like, this is what we're doing. This is what you need to know about money and about life and then document uh, along the way. But then we, I also want to have um, the ability to interview people that have questions around debt, around business, around real estate, around life insurance, around you name it. I want to be able to have conversations around it. And it's, it's interesting. A lot of people will ask, 
how did we grow so quickly, especially with me being so young? And I'm going to say this as humbly as I can, but I love, like my passion comes out when I'm in a meeting. And for those of you that actually have become clients early on and actually met with me, you you saw that. Like I, it was definitely in my element. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have concepts like that. Obviously, we're not going to give financial advice. We're not going to say like that would be we're going to look into the legality to do this. But generally speaking, um, I would love to have conversations and and be able to for you guys to listen live on how I think about money on the fly. Um, and I just think, again, there's a lot of value that could be added from that. And so um, if you have any questions, if you're interested in being part of what we're doing, um, please email info at betterwealth.com. That's info at betterwealth.com. And uh, we just love hearing from you. And we also are excited to continue to share this powerful message. And so with that, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we are trying to grow our YouTube channel. We have a goal of 500 people by the end of the month. So help us hit that goal by by sharing this and uh, liking the video. And then obviously, uh, we are almost to 100 uh, reviews on podcast. Leah, you probably know how hard it is to get people to review a podcast. And so um, it's it just means the world that we have a community that wants to help us get this message out. And uh, as always, uh, this was Mariah, or some call her Maria. Uh, that's a whole nother story. That's for next week. Um, you edited this live. Oh, you're, so you're the producer. Thank you for my grace here. There's a few... Uh, a few finger things. I was like, well, that's what that does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks. We're and it's just exciting to be like, we are figuring out this technology. And um, I I think the humble beginnings, the reason I love that this is documented is um if you have this belief that you can't do something um based on money, based on age, based on no followers, like just just look back on what we we've done and I call it the tuition fund because I could probably save you six figures or more on what not to do. And I wouldn't trade those for the world um, because I'm just grateful for all the things that we've learned. And um, these are these are the fun times. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you so much. And we will see you next week. And we have a really good episode dropping Monday. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.